0: We thank you, Lord, and we praise you that your amazing grace is far more than we can understand. But we wanna bask in it, we'd like to receive it, and we'd like to share it. So may our hearts be attuned to your love, your grace this day. Help us to be people who are kind, who are good, who are loving, who look like you. We bless you, we honor you, Lord, and we praise you. Would you join me, please, in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his brothers and sisters and friends? If you don't know those words, they'll be on the screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, Thank you, thank you for the joy this morning. Daniel, may I have slide number 13, please? We we'll start a series on Revelation today and I'd like to invite you, if you're willing, if you could, to engage with me. This is a remarkable, hope-filled book that is often misunderstood. So today, I figured we'd have a smaller crowd and, and some different things. So I'd like to ask if we'd be really interactive today before I forget the Longs. Longs, can you raise your hand, please? Greg and family, they just lost a a granddaughter, a a daughter, this past week in a a car accident near Montezuma. I just want to acknowledge the loss of your family. Can we just pray for them a minute real quick? But we we bless and we thank you for the long family. And we're mindful, we're mindful of great loss and pain. And so we, we lift them to you and pray that in the midst of what is not easily understood, which is difficult to understand, which is difficult to accept, that you would be present to them in not just this week, but in the years ahead. So we entrust this precious young woman to your love and your care, and pray your blessing on this family in the days ahead. We pray this together in Jesus' name, amen. Blessings, yep. Uh, yeah, so thank you, congregation, for this quick turn. I just saw Greg and family and I wanted to say something. I'd like to ask that if, you, if we could really have some fun together this morning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some, some hand grenades about Revelation, and uh, I'm gonna try to share some things. So I want to a couple quick, quick notes. I'm coming from an amillennial perspective, which is I'm not post, I'm not pre, and I'm not preterist. I come from a different perspective than the Left Behind series, the Great light, Great Planet Earth. I'm gonna come at this from a very different perspective and what I'd like you to see is that the book of Revelation is not a timeline for what is to come. It is a book of hope for every generation until the return of Christ. We're going to go through that together. I've got lots to share. So today, part of going to happen, I'm going to show two videos. The first one is about seven minutes long, and I chose it because it's about apocryphal, apocalyptic literature. You need to understand what the book, the, the letter of Revelation comes from as a genre, And the second video I want to show you is called Revelation 1 through 11. The action step all through the series is gonna be on the card, is the two QR codes if every week you would watch these 11 minute videos to get your heads around the concept of the letter of the Revelation, which is intended to be a, a letter of hope. So, first thing I'd like to wonder, if we could just have some neighborhood conversation around any one of these questions. What comes to mind when you hear the book of Revelation? Or, how much Revelation have you read? Or, does Revelation impact how you live? Why or why not? So, can we just take three or four minutes and just let's just have some fun and just engage in this a little bit? Introverts, I know this is a stretch, so pretend like you're liking it. Extroverts, bring us along. Let's go. On the marks, get set, go. couple minutes. Very good. Thank you so much. Let me give you some, some things now. Thank you for conversation. We're going to ask for more in just a moment. So in, on this little bookmark, on the top are two definitions, and I'm just going to rehearse this real quickly. After services, pick, please pick one up and consider using this. Two definitions. Revelation means a revealing, and apocalyptic means an uncovering. So what this series is about is Jesus revealing and uncovering his life, his relationship with all those he loves. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna move this around, so I'm, gonna, so I'm gonna block everybody. Can you see the lamb and the lion? Can you see the lamb and the lion, okay? Okay, this is, the, this is the primary image of the book of Revelation, the letter of Revelation, is this, not this. So what you're gonna see in chapter after chapter, all the stories, is a consistent conversation about the lamb who is covered with blood. Let me just, I'll just throw a little hand grenades and then come back. You ever heard of Armageddon? What if I say to you Armageddon never happens? Read Read the letter of Revelation. There is no battle of Armageddon. What happens in that chapter is the lamb who is covered with his own blood, speaks a word and everything ends. There is no battle of Armageddon. We have so many ideas about so many things and oftentimes, what I'm observing, it's it's all these pieces, now you do this, Gog, Gog, that's gotta be Russia, Magog, now that's gotta be China, the eagle, that's America. Can I just respectfully say it's not true? The letter of Revelation was written to seven local churches who are experiencing enormous challenge. The seven churches are chosen because it's a postal route. And so a postal carrier took a scroll to this church, and they're 50 to 70 miles apart, to this church, and at every church, a person opened the scroll, it took one hour and 15 minutes, and they read a word from Jesus to John to them. It's a letter. It's not a book, and it's not a timeline. So you got to stay with me. Stay with me for 12 weeks, because I have to, I'm going to gently just disagree with left behind I'm going to gently disagree with, well, let me just give you another, slide number six. So if you read some of those books and some of the theories, it's a linear timeline. This happens, this happens, this happens, this. I'm going to show you that the book of Revelation is actually a series of circles. In Hebraic writing, things be repeated and are repeated with different images and different perspectives. So you're gonna see, we will see, we're gonna see seven messages to seven churches. We're gonna see seven trumpets, seven plagues, seven seals. And the cycle is, there's something happens at the beginning, at the top of the circle, it gets worse, crazy, 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 and it gets back to the top, and there's hope. It happens over and over and over and over again. And the one who offers hope, is the lamb who was slain. So it's really interesting to watch it. This is brilliant writing. Now let me tell you something else. Let me, get, let me slide number five, please. Then we're going to jump around a little more. Watch this. There are 404 verses in the letter of Revelation. 404. Four. There are 278, so three out of four of the verses, have one or more Old Testament references in them. So there are 278 specific verses with multiple references. There are 82 times Torah, 97 times the Psalms, 127 times Isaiah, 83 times Ezekiel, 74 times Daniel, 73 prophets. What about the beast and what about the, it's all Old Testament. All the images are from the Old Testament. So when the writer came and read the scroll, all the people sitting in that church gathering, oh yeah, yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, and they're getting hope. Now, what's the context? It's about 95, 96 AD, Domitian is now the ruler, and he's trying to again bring persecution. So let me explain to you what it meant to be a person in that empire. So you're gonna see again and again who is, the, who is the Lord? It's the Lamb, not Caesar, not Nero, not Domitian. So if you wanted to live in that day, every year, every year, this is what you had to do. Your community gathered at an altar. You were required to drop incense, every person, and you need to say, Nero is Lord. Caesar is Lord. Domitian is Lord. If you did not... You could not be educated, you could not have a job, you could not engage in commerce. So to a church in that context, John says, you remember that Jesus is Lord. Not Caesar, not Domitian, not Nero. Play with you, 666. We're gonna have Mark of the Beast. If you take Hebrew and Numbers, they're connected. One of the Romans, one of the Roman emperors' name number is 666. You write 666 on your head. It's called the anti-shema. What's 777? It's the perfect number. So what were the people of Israel supposed to do every day? On your head, men, you wore a a hat, and you had a prayer, a little prayer box on your forehead. And this is what the prayer box said. It's called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with heart and soul and mind and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the Shema. Seven, seven, seven. What's six, six, six? Caesar is Lord. Nero is Lord, Domitian is Lord, 777, no, Jesus is Lord. So what the people listening to the scrolls being read are being told in multiple images from the Bible, there is hope. In chapter four, about three weeks from now, chapter four, if I can give you a word picture, John is in the spirit, And he walks, and the heavens opened. I saw the heavens open, and he sees a whole new reality. And so, what John is saying to a persecuted church: there is a reality that is bigger than Caesar, or any other despot, or any other ruler. Jesus is Lord. So that's the message that is intentionally given over and over and over in multiple ways, trying to help their people understand. Now. Okay, video number one. I want you to see what apocalyptic literature is like because the genre of Revelation is apocalyptic. So please watch this seven-minute video. Okay, very good. Can I invite you to open your Bibles, please? Revelation chapter 1. We're going to read chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, and the the word for the morning is Scripture. This, This particular 11 verses, I'm going to use the word Scripture to describe what we're looking at here. And as I do, I'm gonna read it and just make allusions to, to other scripture passages that are noted. So Revelation, the Revelation, chapter one, verse one. The Revelation, which is the revealing from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, now look at the next phrase, what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angels to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw, that is the word of God, And the testimony of Jesus, the word of God, the Old Testament, the testimony of Jesus, the words, the sayings, the ideas of the Jesus who they knew. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it, who hear these words, and take to heart what is written in it, next phrase, the time is near. So John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is, who was, and is to come. So who's that? That's God the Father. And from the sevenfold spirits before the throne. Who is that? The Holy Spirit. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, he was faithful to his father even in death, the firstborn from the dead, risen from the dead, and he is the ruler of the kings of the earth, including Nero, Domitian, and whomever. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, Because of the blood has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. To him, not Nero, not Domitian, to Jesus be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Now here's an Old Testament allusion. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the peoples on the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Interesting. When they said the word "amen," they said yes, but they didn't say yes. They said yes. Whenever they heard "amen," they would yell yes. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Yes. It was a powerful affirmation. Why? They absolutely need to be encouraged to believe that this is true. He is the ruler. He is the overcomer. He will restore the heavens and the earth. He, yes, yes, yes to him. So now, next verse. I am the Alpha and the Omega, Old Testament references, says the Lord God, who was, who is, who was, and is to come the Almighty. Old Testament references. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering, companion in the kingdom. And the the, uh, companion in patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the Isle of Patmos because of the word of God, Old Testament, and the testimony of Jesus, the things Jesus has said and taught. On the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit and heard a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Cyrus, Philadelphia, and to see I want you to note something that he, that is really interesting. He hears one thing, but then he turns and sees something else all the way through. And it was interesting, but what, what he continues to see is this. So many of us have this. So when I did the Sermon on the Mount multiple times, I got a lot of pushback, especially from men, because it just felt so wimpy. This, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It's turn cheek, blah 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 blah. So we like this, but this is the primary image of the revelation. It is the blood of Jesus that overcomes. It is the self-sacrificing. So I'm going to, you're gonna see soon all kinds of conversation about the word martyrs, martyrius. The word martyr is the one who gives up his life for another. So we think martyrs is a person who dies for Christ, and there were boatloads, and there still are. In this day and age, people are being murdered, martyred for Christ. But the word has a deeper meaning. And Marturius has a deeper meaning of those who are willing to lay down their lives for another. So those who embrace that Jesus is the Lord, who is the lamb who takes away the sin of the world, who overcomes by laying down his life for another, that is how we overcome evil in the world, just like Jesus did. It's not kicking butt and taking names. Jesus will do that when he returns the second time as the lion. So the imagery is always working this. So back to slide five again. He is just working this over, I'm sorry, six. I'm sorry, sorry, Daniel, six. It, it just, it, it's repeat, 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 repeat. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. You're okay. You can make it. Now, blank screen. Here's the application. Mom, Let me get the questions. I'm sorry. I'm watching time and I'm rushing. Number seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Here are the questions that I've been thinking about. The sermon a sentence. Are the scriptures given to us primarily for information or for transformation? And so oftentimes the reading of Revelation is they gain information about what's going to happen later. There's value in that. They're not given primarily for information. They're given for transformation. What's the transformation? We need to become like Jesus. The scriptures are given to help us, word and spirit, to become women and men, boys and girls, who live, act like Jesus, who lay down our lives for others. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So now some questions that have risen from my study. Number eight, will we believe that Jesus speaks, hears, responds, and rules today to you, with you, The next one, please. We believe that Jesus is ever enthroned, ever enthroned, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Next, please. We believe that we are engaged in a multidimensional, systemic battle against demonic armies. I don't think we take our demonic enemy seriously enough. And the book of Revelation is very full of the power of evil with which we are engaged, and and just just think about this. Um, I want to be careful because I don't want to push buttons too early. Any government of any superpower in human history misuses its place and its power. Is that true? Everyone, including this one. And one of the things that we will increasingly have to deal with, every culture throughout human history, will we give our allegiance to Caesar or does our allegiance go to Jesus? And the way he rules is like this. Governments have power that they can kill. In human history, governments, countries have power. The one who can kill the most is the most powerful. And how do we reconcile that with this? So that's what John is trying to talk to of church who's being persecuted and how they live. The next slide, please. Well, we believe that laying down our lives is the pathway to victory. That's how we overcome. Next one, please. We believe that a glorious future awaits us. So what you see in Genesis one will be in steroids in Revelation 22. The nicest, most beautiful place on the earth will not be able to compare with the new heaven, new earth that is to come. So here are some action steps, let me give those to you. On uh, number 15, please, Daniel. Could I, I'm, I, I'm begging you. Read the, get the QR code. So just keep watching this because there's so much here. You've got, to, you've got to get your head around the wonder of the story. For the next two weeks, could you read Revelation 1? And then if you're interested in a text group, and that's slide 16. Um, so here's the stuff for text groups. Now let me give you one other thing. Slide number, um, number 14. So starting on, let me listen clear, clear, clearly, on September 17th. Starting September 17th, we're gonna start every service 10 minutes early. And we are going to read the assigned passage. So on the 17th, we, someone who will be here in all the services, both rooms, we're gonna read Revelation two and three. So if, when you come to worship, there won't be loud, there won't be lots of music and everything. There'll be people reading the Revelation. Why? I want you to hear the words of the Revelation. Like you to hear, and, and then start to think, what are the images behind all this? And then when we get to the, to the preaching time. The, I can't read two chapters every time, so we get ready to hear the words of the Lord. Is he going to come back? It, this is, is, is going to be powerful. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, will never be dethroned. His kingdom is coming. It is here. It is better than we know. As we're going to see in chapter four, when the heavens open and we get a glimpse, we're going to go, oh my. Oh my. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, we want to say thank you for who you are and the wonder of your life for us. Thank you for a love that sent you to the shedding of your blood, which covers a multitude of sins, which frees us for a life of joy and offers us a future that is better than we can imagine. So we bless you, Lord, and we thank you and pray we be people of the revelation.